This is a presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu. Welcome into a new episode of the Storm Center Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Everhart. Uh, finals week is upon us. We're getting really busy. So um, it's going to be the last episode for the year, and then we'll uh, figure all out when we're going to start back up in 2022. So, um, yeah, let's just... Uh, Got the weekly rundown, as always. Gonna do, also going to do all the games that are going to be going on over break. And then no hockey talk this week. Unfortunately, Jacob got too busy and was uh, unable to make it, which is fine. I mean, like I said, it's finals week. We all got our problems to worry about. So uh, no hockey talk this week. We'll pick that back up next semester. And then uh, John Kay will be coming on for his final time, talk about basketball, and then we will reflect on what this podcast has become since John has been a part of it. So, um, yeah, let's go ahead and jump into it. Hit it. You're in the storm center. Women's track and field ran in the Indiana Tech Strive for Greatness indoor meet on Friday. And congrats to Haley Livingston on earning MIAA Indoor Field Athlete for the second week in a row. And congrats to Evie Boltemeyer on earning MIAA Indoor Track Athlete of the Week. Women's ice hockey beat Marion, Wisconsin 3-0 on Friday and 2-1 on Saturday. They will have an extended break until the new year where they will host Adrian on January 2nd. Women's wrestling finished 12th in the Indiana Tech Open over the weekend. Women's basketball crushed Olivet 78-20 on Saturday. They will host number one Hope on Saturday for a marquee matchup in the MTI Center and then host Baldwin-Wallace on December 22nd. They will then travel down to Nashville to be in the Basketball Destinations post-Christmas Classic to play Penn State Barron on the 29th and then Williams on the 30th. And on January 8th, they will travel to St. Mary's for another MIAA road matchup. Men's basketball lost 72-67 to Heidelberg on Wednesday and lost 68-61 to Wisconsin Lacrosse on Saturday. They will be at Anderson on Saturday. Then they will host Wisconsin Stevens Point on Monday. Then on the 30th, 30th, they will host Concordia Chicago. Then in the new year, they will travel to Hope on the 5th and then host Albion on the 8th. Men's wrestling won 47-7 over Ansea. They will be in the Kalahari Duels on Saturday and then travel to Alma on January 6th. ACHA D3 men's hockey hosted Purdue Northwest on Friday and won 12-1. They then traveled to Purdue Northwest on Saturday where no score has been reported. Men's track and field also ran in the Indiana Tech Strive for Greatness indoor meet. And congrats to Jake Gladio on earning MIAA Men's Indoor Athlete of the Week. Nice to see a sweep from the Thunder there. Men's ice hockey traveled to Aurora over the weekend and lost 7-4 on Friday, but then won 6-3 on Saturday. They won't play until the new year, where they will be at Chatham on the 2nd. They will then host Finlandia on the 7th and 8th. And finally, a huge congrats to Kyle Nafe on being named an AFCA All-American. Congratulations, Kyle. All right, let's bring in John Kay to talk about basketball once again. One last time, uh, let's go ahead and just start with the men. A uh, rough week for the men's basketball team. Yeah, I think 
rough, maybe kind of an understatement. Didn't shoot the ball really well, which we talked about last week. That could be and ended up being a big-time contributing factor to both losses. They came out really flat in the second half against Heidelberg. Yeah. Did not shoot the ball well. I think they were like 0-4 from downtown. And, I mean, 40% from the field is good, but when you give up 50% from the field going the other way, hard to win basketball games. And, I mean, that's that one's going to sting because they had to lead at halftime also. And then in the Wisconsin lacrosse game that I had with Ben Wengard, just, again, just the shooting struggles in the first half almost – I mean, it was extremely uncharacteristic, and it was worse than the Heidelberg second half. Right. But it started to leak into the defensive end, especially really early in the game. They gave up a lot of really easy baskets. But, man, that second half against Wisconsin lacrosse, that's 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 something that could turn around, you know, big time. Yeah. Like the rest of the season kind of momentum shift. And uh, I think that second half was one of the better performances we've seen in that Wisconsin lacrosse game. And again, that's that's something that could propel them forward the rest of the season playing like that. I mean, Bryce Williams, huge threes. Ooh, man. At, oh, man. <laughs> huge <laughs> threes at the, at the end of that game. Um, yeah, I mean, it just, they took 10 more shots than Heidelberg, or excuse me, Wisconsin lacrosse, wrong team. Wisconsin lacrosse, though, they just, they hit everything in the early to middle part yeah. of that half, which killed a lot of the momentum. Like tr- we would get a run going and then they would make a shot or two and the lead would be right back to 20. And it's like, and they can't miss they, And it wasn't wide open shots. It was tough contested shots. A lot of tough layups going in for and ones. But the thing that really helped us get back in the game was how poorly Wisconsin lacrosse shot the ball from the free throw line. And I think we really started to gain some mojo and, I think it was right before the half ended. Connor Jones, just madman on the court, goes down, chases down the ball handler in the corner and just rips the ball away yeah. from him before the half ends. And I think that was something that really kind of jump-started this team going into that second half. And uh, the second half performance, again, just they were they looked a lot more like the team of last year than they had the previous couple games. Yeah, I was going to say, that second half in the Wisconsin lacrosse game, that really shows what this team is or what they can be. Because, I mean, you outscore them by 14 in the second half, but being down 40 to 19 at halftime is no is a tall task. And it's just sometimes you dig yourself too deep of a hole, and that's exactly what happened. Because the threes... I mean, it wasn't like the greatest percentage or anything like that, but they were still hitting big shots. Yeah, and again, I mean, Bryce Bryce Williams, just huge three, and then comes down and pulls up again, and Aiden Morzeka <laughs> hits a big three. Yeah, it it was just a little too too little a little too little too late. Yeah, not. I mean, it was coming down to that final two minutes. All the momentum seemed to be on our side, and that's mm-hmm. a game. It's a game that I. Th- I think we pull off if we, if maybe there's a moment at the 13 minute mark where they, where Wisconsin lacrosse misses a shot instead of making it, you know, just, just an example. I don't exactly, I don't remember exactly what happened, but you know, it's just one of those moments where one of those runs or potential runs in the second half, that got stifled by a mid range jumper or something, Mm -hmm. just something real simple. 
that just bought Wisconsin lacrosse another minute or two of game that I think I think really saved them from giving up a you know twenty one point lead at halftime. And but that you know that's what we always talk about with this men's team. They don't flinch. They don't they don't stop swinging. And this is this is one of those losses where it it could be season changing in the right way. You know, like yeah. could again that second half that's that could propel them right back in rhythm for the rest of the year that we saw at the end of last year. Yeah, and I mean you hit it right in the head. I even tweeted that after the game saying like, "Hey, this is a game that's going to fuel the rest of the season because you know, you got conference play coming up after they play Anderson on Saturday, get into conference and um if you play like that in a conference game, not necessarily the first half, but if you play that second half in conference play, you're going to be just fine. Yeah, you're going to be hard to beat. You're going to be really hard to beat. Yeah. Um But yeah, just it was just one of those uncharacteristically tough weeks for the men's team and again they'll bounce back this team this team's too tough and too experienced not to bounce back right and uh big scoring performances uh against heidelberg nick bowman at 26 mitchell geller just rock steady with 12 and we talk about him all the time but he's and he did basically the same thing in the wisconsin lacrosse game he had 11 and it's just that's the kind of guy that this team needs. Yeah, I mean, he steps up in so many big moments and talked about that with him after one of the games. I don't remember. What, oh, the uh, Baldwin, Baldwin Wallace, Wallace game. Yeah, yeah. Talked about that with him. You just, you come in such a calm demeanor and then you hit shots that when you look back at the at the game afterwards, you're like, Wow, we really needed that bucket right there that yeah. we got from Mitchell Geller, and he it just it always it always just seems to go back to there's a moment where Mitchell Geller has a big layup to stop a run or start a run, and mm-hmm. then you know it just kind of goes from there, and then Bryce Williams ends up hitting a big three. That's what the story was last year a lot at the end of the year, and I feel like going forward we could see a very similar story, but it's you know he just in big moments always seems to step up and that's just what this team does. They, they step up in the big moments. You never know who it's going to be. Yeah. You just know, you know, it's going to be somebody and it could be a handful of people, but you don't know which one it'll be on any given night. So I've loved seeing him transition into the starting lineup more often. We saw him start, I think a couple times last year, especially towards the end. But now that he's, he has a spot now. So I just we just love watching him. We literally cannot talk enough about him. And then also in the Wisconsin lacrosse game, Nick Bowman was 17, Aiden Warzeka was 16, Connor Jones with nine, and just a and that first half was just just tough. I mean, no other way to put it. Like like we said, just Wisconsin cross. I mean, you're shooting 60 percent from the field. It's really tough to get a stop at that point when you're shooting like that. Yeah, and there was some defensive lapses in the first five minutes or so of the game where a lot of a lot of just easy cuts. Yeah, Wisconsin lacrosse was ending up right in front of the basket and just laying it in, and that's obviously not going to win you a lot of ball games. And this team knows that, and yeah. I'm sure that's what was talked about at halftime. And I mean, even in a timeout, they the sec, the last 15 minutes or so of. The first half were a lot better. Wisconsin lacrosse had to take a lot tougher shots. Again, they just were on fire shooting the ball. I 
it just seemed like they weren't going to miss. Every time they right. shot the ball, you're like, oh, it's going in. Yeah, it, just because you could feel it. It would be such a good defensive possession. And then just someone would get a shot up, and you're like, oh, man. Like, it, it was rough. But um, got a pretty busy winter break for these guys at Anderson on Saturday, then hosting Wisconsin-Stevens Point on Monday. Then the 30th, they're going to host Concordia-Chicago. Then for the new year, they're going to go to Hope and then host Albion right before we get back to classes for second semester. That Albion game is going to be huge. Oh, man, because, well, yeah, just we beat Albion to be MIAA regular season champs, beat them in the conference. To be conference tournament yeah. champs. And just that that's going to be a – that might be a, I don't want to say bloodbath, but yeah, it's going to be a marquee matchup. Yeah. And uh, now let's move on to the women's team. Um, not a big surprise. 58-point win. I mean, we kind of expected it after the last two matchups with this team last year. Uh, all of that only scoring five points per quarter, not even just averaging out. That's legit what they scored per quarter. I mean, averages out to the same thing. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that, I mean, yeah, it's, that's nuts. Yeah. Only, only five points in a court, in one court, let alone four quarters, but five points in a quarter is just unheard of. Yeah. And I think that's uh, a true testament to the defensive tenacity of this women's team. They are just, it doesn't, they don't care who they're playing. They could be playing, you know, they could be playing Butler or they could be playing the worst team in the nation. They, yeah. they just don't care. They right. go out and they're going to clamp you up and that's, that's that. You don't get a choice in the matter. You you better shoot the ball well. <laughs> yeah. Because you're not gonna get a chance to get anything easy. So you're gonna have to make the tough shots and And so you uh, could tell all that was rushing their shots when they even had a half second, it was going up because that was their only shot they were gonna get. Yeah, I mean you can't you can't pass up opportunities like that, but yeah, you could tell uh how desperate they were getting at times to get shots off and I mean Trine's pressure really is what caused all that and I mean and it's not just the four usual suspects of the perimeter defense yeah. whatever units out there yeah so I mean I guess in total that'd be like eight but you had <laughs> Sam Underhill and Kelsey Taylor out there playing perimeter defense and that's not something we see very often no and we usually see them in the paint all the switches you know they they still hang towards the paint yeah but no I mean Kelsey Taylor's picking people up at half court Sam Underhill is picking people up at half court that's terrifying if your other MIAA teams looking yeah, at that because you're like, okay, we're not used to seeing that. But if they can do that, yeah, go good luck. As I mentioned on the broadcast, like everyone on this team can guard one to five. At least that's what we were seeing in the All Vet game. Because like, yeah, like you said, Kelsey Taylor and Sam Underhill, they're even picking up full court because yeah. their, their man would be taking the ball out of bounds, and you know all the coaches saying, get up on them, don't yeah. give them anything. Good, good luck. Yeah. I mean this. It it's unfortunate that I have to leave halfway through the season because mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that you're gonna miss seeing on a game day is just the relentlessness. Yeah. Uh Kelsey Taylor twelve, Kayla Wildman with eleven, and then Sam Underhill with eleven off the bench. What so we noticed in the first half, shots weren't really falling. We were getting the shots we wanted, they just weren't falling. Then the third quarter hits. And uh how what was our percentage? Sixty-five percent from the field in the third quarter. Um wow. <laughs> um 
Holy crap. Yeah. Really? I mean, that's, I mean, it's so hard to put into words what we witnessed because it wasn't just layups. It was threes. It yeah. was the mid range. It, it was like, <clears throat> man, I, I'm just, I'm still, still trying to figure out how to describe it. Cause it was just, it was one of those things that you're like, the first couple minutes of the quarter, you're like, all right, they're shooting really well. And then next thing you know, you're like, what was the score at halftime again? And you're like fumbling around for your <laughs> yeah. sheet that you got at halftime. And you're like, oh, my gosh, we've put up. We're on like a, a 20 to 2 run right yeah. now in the third quarter. And the whole, I mean, the whole third quarter was a run. Yeah. I mean, 34 to 5. I just, I, I don't even know. I'm still at a loss for words. I was say because... There was a one point, I mean, we were still up like quite a bit at half, but we were kind of like all of that's two, three defense kind of showing that if Trine's not able to shoot, this could be something you could do. But then they're like, eh, no. Yeah, Tara Benovich comes out, hits a three to start the half, and it's like, well, there goes that yeah. idea. And then, <laughs> and then if, another. And we're if like, you okay. Were, if you were thinking it, there goes that idea. Yeah, she <laughs> hit two, Alyssa Argyle hit one, and Sophie Sloniker had the other three only, I mean, only eight threes, but they shot four of eight from downtown. Mm-hmm. Pretty, I mean, and then they're 13 of 20 from the field, you know, just casually. <laughs> they they made more shots than Olivet attempted. Olivet only <laughs> attempted 10 shots. And I'm not saying that to, I'm not saying that to bash Olivet or anything. No, it's, it's an amazing they, stat. They turned the ball over eight times. Yeah. I. What the heck? I was <laughs> saying, there's a one point where, I think it was like I think we we're in between the third and fourth quarter, and you were I think all those I was like fifteen turnovers at that point, and um, I was like, well, they average eighteen; they're still below the mark. <laughs> we still there's still a lot of game left. Yeah, I mean, uh, just wow, I'm flabbergasted. That's a good word to use. Yeah, I've, I mean, still you look at look at the stats. I mean, what do you you man? I just don't know. Yeah, I genuinely don't know. I <laughs> that might be. I mean, it is quite possibly one of the best quarters, lone quarters, individual quarters. Yeah, that I have seen this team played ever. Yeah, being here for what feels like eighty years. Um, <laughs> it's that is I mean, that's like a once in a lifetime kind of deal to watch happen. Yeah. It feels, I mean, it, it, but it feels like this is a team that could go out and do it every night. They could just have one quarter where they score, you know, just casually score 40. Yeah. No big deal. <laughs> um, wow. Just wow. Yeah. And then obviously the big game Saturday, I believe if weather permits, I'm driving back up here to watch it. I I am broke, so I'm gonna be watching on the Try and Broadcasting Network. Number one hope coming into the MTI Center. Just we talked about it with Tara last week. Talked about it with Kelsey Taylor after the game. Yep, and it's just it's the game. Like it's the game that you will that you always circle on the schedule. Yeah, I mean <clears throat> that is Michigan Ohio State. You know, that is Yankees, Red Sox. Mm -hmm. That is, you know, it's that game. It is just that it's Lakers Celtics. Yeah. That's another one. 
you know, I was struggling there for a second. <laughs> but yeah, you that is a game that everybody has circled. That is the first game you look for on the schedule. Yep. I know when I looked at the women's schedule, I was like, where's the hope games at? Yeah. Both of them. You know, it who's playing at home first, who's on the road first. And this is a team that is determined. I mean, the seniors haven't won a conference title since freshman year, I think it is. I think so. Their yeah. freshman year. So, I mean, talk about a, a, a pack of hungry wolves, you know. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I, man, that is going to be such an awesome game. And it is, it is going to be a battle. It's mm-hmm. going to be an absolute war. And that's, that's another thing that KT talked about after the game. It's going to be a war, but they're yeah. ready. Mm-hmm. And you could see it in the interview. She wanted to, yeah, she, she, was, she was ready to peel out of there, go, go into the locker room and start getting ready right then. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they just went and watched film right after the game. Just, oh, me neither. Because <laughs> that's, that's just how ready for this game this team is. And it's going to be, it's going to be one to watch. You can't, that's literally can't miss TV next yeah. Saturday. And especially or um, this Saturday. We were thinking, Hope last year had what, like five seniors? Like so, they're returning three. Something like that. They're returning three of them for a COVID year. Uh, just got to watch out for Vosco, defensive player of the year last year. Although, you know, you, you know our <laughs> yeah, opinion. We, you know our opinion. You know where we sit on yeah. that. And, and uh, that's going to be the game. I mean, we talked. All the seats in MTI are going to be empty. Yeah. For the simple fact that everybody's going to be standing up. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one advantage I think we have going into this game, Hope has not played a road game all year long. Oh. Yep. Nine and really? zero. Nine and zero. All nine wins at home. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, that they is really pretty. Haven't played one. Pretty yet? interesting. It's really unfortunate that it comes the Saturday after finals week. Oh, dude, I know. <laughs> that is, that's probably the most. Man, it's just aggravating. I I'm about to. I want to. If Matt Land, if you're listening, we need to know who makes the schedule. Because wow, it's just... that is. Um, man, I can't even think of a, a word to describe how big of an opportunity that was that yeah. was missed <clears throat> yeah, man. to have that, have that, you know, before finals week or, you know, next semester when everybody's back. Yeah. It's egregious. Honestly, I don't know I might I might be broke. I might have to push the car down here. If somebody wants, to, <laughs> somebody wants to give me a lift, but that might be, a, that, that's, that's definitely a game worth being here for. Oh, a hundred percent. If you're within driving distance, don't miss out. Dude, it's just, if you haven't seen it, I believe it's up on the website, the Athletics website from last year. Watch the Hope game at Trine last hey, year. I know the guy who called that. I do too. I think I have, and I don't know how. It's just, I got made a couple calls, and I think I can get in touch with him. Yeah. But, um. Yeah. Watch that game, and that was with no fans. Yeah, that was with no fans, but that was... Imagine a game of that caliber with fans allowed now. Oh, that that gym would have been... Again, that gym would have been packed, but every seat in the house would have been empty because everybody would have been on their feet the entire second half. That was... uh, Man, that was the game of the year last year, and... Yeah, that's 
game of the year last year. Yeah. That's one that uh, you know that they wanted back. Yes. Tune in to that one. Just tune in. I believe on the call is um, Ben Wanger, Nick Woolley, and uh, Matt Stillman, I think. Not us. Not us. I know it's not us. Yeah, it's not us. That's about all I know, though. Um, <clears throat> but, yeah, you fought the men's team at a pack wear break. Women's team. Goodness. Yeah, of course, Hope on Saturday. Baldwin Wallace hosting them on the 22nd. Then they're going to go to Nashville for a post-Christmas tournament or, like, round robin. Play Penn State Barron on the 29th and then Williams on the 30th. And then January 8th, they're going to go to St. Mary's for one last uh, MIAA road matchup before getting back to where everyone is on campus. Yep. So, um, with that, uh, have something else. <sighs> it's time to say goodbye to John. For real this time. For real this we time. We did this last year. Yeah, but now. When I thought I was leaving. Yeah, but <laughs> we know we know now. We know now. I've, I've gotten the emails. Uh, I've turned in the present. Well, I'm, I'm actually. <laughs> funny story. I'm currently working on the presentation that I give in about an hour. <laughs> Wish I'm sure I did great on it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, just a couple more things, and then off into the real world to yeah. go find a job doing this for some other school. Man, uh, <clears throat> I remember first time I met you, we uh, Andy introduced me to you, and uh, we exchanged numbers. Really didn't have anything of that because I, I didn't know you at all. Yep, and, and I don't I don't really like new people, <laughs> especially Andy's like, by the way, this is Drew as like, yeah. we're about to tip off a basketball game. Yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to work here. Yeah, I know. Andy's <laughs> like, by the way. And um, thanks. And because Andy told me that you had Storm Center and he's like, he it's he's doing it by himself. So I feel like you'd be a good addition. I'm like, OK, I guess. Yep, that was because um, Langston Langston left. Yeah. And um, nothing really happened after that. That was, like, November. <laughs> yeah, and then, it took like, took, like, two months. Yeah, and then March came around. <laughs> <laughs> the MIAA tournament came around where we worked together for two or three nights in a row. Yeah, that first game. And uh, so I'll preface this by saying for two weeks I was sitting there and I was like, yes, I'm going to get to do all the MIAA tournament games that we host and that's all I wanted, you know. It's yeah. just not greedy about much, but I I really enjoy if I if I can't be there as a fan, I would like to be on the call. Mm-hmm. And it, Andy, if for the longest time on the schedule, it's just me and Andy. And then I go to sit down, and Andy goes, "Oh, by the way, <laughs> getting joined by Drew Everhart." And I was like, "Why on earth <laughs> would you do this to me right now?" It was like it was like when he first introduced you to me, like right before the game. We were sitting down, sitting there. It's like 30 minutes to tip off, and you sit down, and I'm like, what? What is going on? And Andy's like, by the way, it's yeah. three people. And I was like, I've never done a three-person booth. This is terrifying. Plus, I've never worked with Drew, so it's like doubly der- terrifying. It's like you picked a really great time to do this, yeah, Andy, that was like the thing during the me. tournament. That was the thing with me. I was like, because Andy was like, he kept asking me. He's like, uh, you want to be on tomorrow with me and John? I'm like, I guess. And he's like, he's like, just, just you'll be able to find your spots with John, okay? Just yeah. 
I do a good. It'll job. work out, and I'm like, okay, I when guess. I, when I actually shut up, I do a good job of leading people into what I want them to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> This is what I want to say about... This is what I want to talk about next. Hey, Drew, how about them doing this? <laughs> I want to talk about this, by yeah. the way. And then, <laughs> so that's that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Drew's, Drew's great. Drew's great. We do... I forget if it's two or three games in a row. I couldn't tell you. I and don't then, remember. It was all a blur at that point. And then after the final game, uh, you asked me if I want to do Storm Center. I'm like... Okay, yeah. <laughs> now, now, mind you, this is this is almost three and a half months after I first yeah. got introduced to Drew. I was like, and oh yeah, I probably we probably should work together. <laughs> and I, I think at one point I even texted you because Andy asked me if I got a hold of you, and it was around finals, so I was we were both kind of busy. So I just yeah. texted you, I was like, hey man, if you need anyone to do Storm Center, I guess i just let me know i don't think i was doing storm center at the time i think i did it for football by myself and it sucked and then i was like probably just gonna scrap that until until i can find somebody and then i met drew and i was like yeah no i'm good i'm just gonna scrap it (laughs) (laughs) and then that's no offense to you by the way i know i know (laughs) that's no offense to you that was just me being like yeah i don't think i want to do this anymore I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll text you when we start going next semester and we'll try and figure something out. It just never happened. I think I have the text still, actually. Three months later. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> it's just like, and then I worked with you. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, whatever. We yeah. <laughs> I get, I suppose. I suppose it's okay. And then we called a lot of softball together last year. Oh, that was so fun. And uh, yep. I, mean, I told people about our packed on saturday no tears and people were like why would you cry and i'm like dude you spend like three hours in a softball booth with people you're gonna you're gonna know them yeah like um there's there's definitely a lot more downtime during baseball than softball if we'd have done if we'd have done baseball doubleheaders we'd have we might as well have been i mean we pretty much are best friends at this point but if we did softball double hutters together or baseball double hutters together, man, we would, <laughs> right. We might as well have been born together. And yeah, I mean, I'm very thankful that I got a chance to work with you. It's been dude. Same. It's been cool because for the longest time, like Langston was always playing basketball. So he would do like a women's game here and there. And then when I got here, Ben Villarola was still here, but he graduated that year. And I was like, so I didn't even get a chance to I didn't get a chance to really know him. I worked with um <clears throat> oh, I'm blanking on names now. Oh, Lance such uh Lance Shetron and um Hunter blanking on his last name too, but two great comm students that also did sports stuff and they were Again, they were really nice guys but not anybody. I didn't get to work with them extensively, so I didn't really get to know them and then obviously and then it was just me, and I was like, uh, okay. I'm just kind of here. You want to do a game? Yeah, sure. All right, cool. Well, nobody else wants to do it, so <laughs> oh, all right. Um, so, yeah, I worked worked a lot with Jeff Childs, like my sophomore year doing hockey, and that's why getting to do the hockey game two weeks ago, a week ago, two weeks the, ago, two weeks ago. Yeah. The fourth or the third, whichever. Um, that's why doing that was really cool because I don't know the most about hockey, but I love watching it. Mm -hmm. And that's really where this all started 
was getting the chance to do hockey, like all the broadcasting stuff. The podcasting stuff, that started back freshman year when I was a terrible student, much worse than I am now. And getting to work with Langston and Elijah Teese way back in the day before he went and did other stuff. You know, that's there will always be those those times where I'm like, where I think about the first like five or six episodes we did um, down in the basement of Taylor Hall that were just a blast getting this thing off the ground to where it is now. You know, we're on Spotify and, you know, I don't know how many people listen to this, but I know the coaches do. And uh, <laughs> which I just found that out that the coaches <laughs> listen to this. And it's just, you know, it's mind boggling to think that people that, you know, you think very highly of are listening to you talk about, yeah, you know, talk about stuff every week when, you know, you're just a student. It's the whole power, right. power structure thing. Um, that's been really cool. And some of the people we've gotten to talk to, like Nick Bowman, Tara Benovich, mm-hmm. uh, Mo Hunter, way back in the day, obviously getting to sit there with Langston every week. It's like interviewing a basketball player every week, but you don't really think about it at the time. But it was always really cool to get that in-depth look with him. And, yeah, it's been a long four years, a lot of on and off, <laughs> very little consistency. That's the Storm Center thing <laughs> when I'm in charge or Elijah's in, tar- in charge. I guess Langston was in charge for like a year, but I don't know. It's just super inconsistent, and uh, it's in really good hands now. Much better hands than mine anyways. <laughs> why there's been an episode almost every week this semester <laughs> if it had uh, been if it had been me we there would have been we yeah and no, i'm good i don't want to <laughs> um man i appreciate you it's just uh i'm happy that i have this now uh it's all because of you um uh, never never thought that i would be able to interview like oh. nick bowman tara benovich Keyshawn, jacob yoder Never no. thought I would even talk to these guys, let alone like have a formal interview that anyone can listen to. Um, God, it just means a lot, dude. Yeah. It's been an honor working with you. Every time that I do any broadcasting, your name always comes up. You're a legend. And um, I just run my mouth for a living. That's all I do. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, God, dude, just good luck to you, man. I'm going to miss you. Thank you. I'm going to – never thought I'd say this, but I might actually miss this place a little bit. Oh, just a little bit? Just a little bit. Not. I'm not going to miss classes. I'm not a big – you know, I'm not a good student. I'm not good in class very often. There are some classes where I say some profound stuff that <clears throat> makes the teacher pull you aside afterwards and go, where is that at all the other times you talk? <laughs> um, but – yeah, you know, they're going to miss this place. There's, in four years, so much has happened. Well, four and a half years, technically. Um, there's been a lot that's happened, and my journey is definitely unique. And if anybody ever wants to hear about it, uh, at this point, I'll gladly tell you it, because it's it's definitely a ride, but we'll have to sit down, because it, it's going to take a while. <laughs> uh yeah, I always thought, you know, when I'd leave, I was like, oh, thank God. I don't have to go back there anymore. And it, it's like that, but it's only like that because now I don't have to go to class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now it's like, you know, I sit here. I'm going to miss out on a, a lot of 
great sports action because I I do think that here in this little Indiana town, we have some of the best athletes in the nation, and yep. it does not matter what level of athletics we are talking about. We have some of the best teams in the nation and some of the best people in the nation that are a part of those teams, and that's coaches and players. And very thankful to know all the to meet all the people I've met, to work with you, um, all the guys I've worked with, Ben, Elijah Langston, Hunter Lance, uh, Jacob Kirby, worked a couple of hockey games with him. Uh, ben, can't forget, oh, God, Ben Wengard also. <laughs> Ben's Ben Viarolo and Wingard can't forget either of them. Um, Josh obviously could have fired me like my freshman year. <laughs> um, <clears throat> yep, he could have. Uh, that's another long story. Uh, could have got fired my freshman year here, but you know he had enough faith in me, I guess, or was desperate enough for workers that he that he kept me around and uh, been some pretty epic stuff that's happened like getting to witness a sports center top 10 play happen live. Uh, one that always will always stick out is the Nick Bowman ankle breaker against Adrian. That has made every highlight reel <laughs> ever. Um, even though it wasn't in the booth, watching Lamar Carswell run around defenses for two years, watching Marcus winners and Khalil Hill lock people up on foot on the football field and then watch Marcus do it on the basketball court, and then all the great softball teams that have come through here, the women's basketball teams, all the, like we talked about, all the legends. Um, and then the coaches that really only the last couple of years I've gotten to know. <laughs> um, Coach Miller is awesome. Coach Ebbs is a great guy. Um, Coach Rang's hilarious. So is Coach Hoffman. Uh, they just, they bring so much to this university. And if uh, if you're listening to this and you're thinking about going somewhere for school, and you want to play athletics also because obviously school first. Um, try and better be at the top of your list, yeah. or you're going to lose to them at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> profound. I said something profound yeah. for once. I don't sound like an idiot. Yeah, but of course. Um, last episode of the year for us here. Um, thank you to everyone that listens. Thank you to everyone that has made this possible, including you, John. I probably should say thank you to uh, Andy and Jeff Childs before I forget. <laughs> thanks, and, uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> and, yeah, thank you to all the athletes. You're, they're the reason this is a thing. Yeah, we literally, if there was no sports here, I, we wouldn't be doing this. I probably wouldn't have came here in the first place. <laughs> um, I probably would have got kicked out of Central Michigan after a year instead. <laughs> um but yeah thank you to all the athletes um from the ones that have taken time to talk to us whether that's on on air or you know just dapping us up before a game because they're as excited as we are or we're as excited as they are yeah i rather should say um coaches that put you know such a great product out on the field or court you know we we literally couldn't do it without you guys, yeah. and uh, we are very appreciative of the job that you guys do, even though sometimes it may get forgotten. Yeah, and that's from 
that's from the starters all the way to the scout teams to the people that are injured. You're still doing, you know, you're still a part of it. And mm-hmm. we hope that you recover quickly and get back to helping out in any way you can. But yeah, thank you all. Everybody, all 8 million athletes that are on campus. Yeah. <laughs> Every single one of you are important. Yeah. Uh, man. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for this segment. So um, want just want to thank you again, John, for everything that you've done. And uh, a formal goodbye from the Storm Center podcast. For real this time. <laughs> for real this time. Thank you. And that will be it for uh, this year for the Storm Center podcast. Been a great year. Um, reflecting on everything as you know John and I just did Um, a lot of fun so glad to uh, be a part of this every week putting out an episode keeping you updated on trying athletics best in the country in everyone's opinion around here honestly so um, yeah I just wanted to thank you for listening this year Uh, next year we're going to start up around when our classes start around January 10th ish I'll try to keep everyone updated on the storm center twitter account but um yeah it's pretty much it uh follow everyone on twitter at storm center pod at trying broadcast i am at d everhard zero zero and john k for the last time is the real john k underscore go get my guy a follow and um yeah uh thank you john for everything you've done uh good luck to you in the future we know we're gonna do great things there and um Yeah, we will talk to you next year. Thanks for listening to this presentation of the Trine Broadcasting Network, part of the Center for Sports Studies at Trine University. Learn more at trine.edu.